Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Oh, yeah. We're where stars Ooh. of the show? Uh, well, we uh, we interrupted the show, so... that Now we're the new stars of the show. I'm not sure I want to be. This is a bad show. <laughs> not going to lie, I'm really hoping all these people don't just mob us. <laughs> Nobles aren't going to mob anybody. True. They'll send their guards for that. Uh, yeah, I suppose not. jumping back in when last we had left off, our doorkeeper is continuing to explore the Pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh, more specifically the Crypt of Earth, had uh, made their way back in time, uh, unbeknownst to them, or I suppose unintentionally, really, eventually beknownst to them, at which point they'd uh, had a chance to speak with some... Uh, Da'at. Uh, Husef Da'at. A accord unfortunately could not be reached, at which point the party had been forced to fight Da'at in a, uh, a long, grueling battle, and once again proving that for some reason, I don't know if the Magus was new when this adventure path came out, but they keep throwing Maguses in here. <laughs> Magi. Could have been. Would it be Magi or Magi? Magi, Magi. Because it would be Mage, but it is Magus or Magus. I don't know. Again, gets into the whole Magus Magus debate. Uh, I think Chrono it's because I'm, fans, let us I'm know. influenced by the mummy, and I know it's spelled differently, but I always think the Magi. It's really Maguses. No, if it's following Latin, uh, which I think it is, then it is mag uh, Magi. But I don't Magi. think it is following Latin. Mega I mean, it has U.S., so that's just what I assume. All of that notwithstanding, uh, there had only been one Magus there, as well as his uh, little barbed double friends. A battle well, then followed... Well, we, we, we did narrow that down a little bit next time. One friend. One That's Barbie true. friend. Yep. Uh, and you had managed to defeat Dot as well as uh, Poxme, which was the name of the uh, Barb Devil. If you're very interested, the word Magus is from the ancient <laughs> Greek Magos uh, and of an indeterminate old Iranian origin, Magus. So if it's Greek, would it be... Magapodes? Magus. Magapodes. Well, it, I think the Magodis. oldest piece of it is Old Iranian, <laughs> some old Persian language. So hmm. that doesn't help. Yeah. That's what I've got. <laughs> People knowledgeable anyway. about dead Persian languages, let us know how to actually pronounce it. Yeah. For all we know, somebody could be uh, an expert that listens to The plural to. noun is Magi, M A G I. Huh. Oh, According okay. to Oxford Languages. Interesting. So the question but, is is it Magi or Magi? I don't know. I'll continue digging. <laughs> oh. welcome, welcome to the Grammar Podcast. We're talking grammar about pronunciation. Podcast. This is actually well, an etymology uh, podcast currently. I think Magus and Magi sounds better, but that's just me. And it's true. I apparently but Magi is cool. Weird. Makes me think of the mummy. Yeah, that's why. Like, I, I'm highly influenced by the mummy. I also say Magus because I like how Magus sounds better. I know than Magus. it's weird. It's it's the different forms have like a, almost a level of like comfort to the ear we are really going down a rabbit hole here uh, we, yep. we have yep. opened up a can of worms but it's very interesting and cool it is interesting it's true following that fight however you had made your way uh following the cheering sounds of the crowd uh which once you'd entered into a large room an exceptionally large room to be perfectly honest from where you stand to the opposite side a distance of some hundred feet and close to about 75 feet in overall width where you'd found stacked tiers filled with seats surrounding a recessed floor forming an arena inside of the large chamber. 
with two regal thrones made of limestone sitting on a dais off towards the left-hand side, overlooking the arena below. There have been some three dozen spectators here cheering on a fight between two woefully underarmed and unarmored uh, individuals against a lumbering creature, a construct of bone, of which, again, all but Masika had faced once prior when you battled a bone golem in the depths of uh, one of the various libraries in the city of Tefe. I Tuffet. think that's squished me. The second one? Could be. I don't remember. I couldn't even begin to tell you, but I remember it not being great. <laughs> I just know they have little bone cages they can throw at you. Mm-hmm. It's true. Seeing the unfair battle below, uh, I believe Citra decided to dock an arrow and shoot one down there, which I didn't really worry about the damage potential or anything else since, you know, adamantine damage reduction and immunity to poison. I don't think swarms could do enough damage to actually even do anything to the bungle. It was more of a hey. Nah, it was more of an attention getter. Again, there have been two figures sitting upon the throne off towards the left-hand side. A broad-shouldered man in a rich kilt and headdress. And standing or sitting next to him, a beautiful Osiriani woman wearing a plain linen tunic but decked in gold jewelry and made up heavily with coal and other expensive cosmetics who seemed only moderately interested in the deadly conflict playing out below. <laughs> As you'd fired off your arrow, a hush had come over the crowd. The man off towards the side had held up a hand, at which point the golem had stopped in its tracks as it was closing the distance on the two beleaguered individuals below. The broad-shouldered man, human probably in his mid to late 40s, a scar running down the right side of his face, completely closing his right eye. His hair short-cut, although not completely bald in the more traditional Osiriani style, and wearing an actual beard, cut in a manner that seems much more southern. Hmm. It's a much more square-cut beard than the traditional Osiriani beards. Stands That's to weird. his feet. Even from here, you can see he wears an old-style leather armor. Like the type that form fits to your chest and your pectoral and then drapes like down in this hanging ring of belts that falls down about him uh, around the uh, the outside of his white kilt and carries at one hip a vicious looking serrated whip. The room falls quiet as he holds his hand up. It would appear that we have visitors, a grand entrance, I might add. Uh, we You're need welcome. your car- cartouche. We we don't we're we're si- we're tired of this time loop. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. Like, I like you just throw that out there casually. Like everybody should know what that means. He'll know. Yeah, he knows. I mean, he does know. <laughs> I am into Nabeth, overseer here. Your obvious visitors and your lack of decorum, notwithstanding, I welcome you to my arena. You have a wish to leave. Yeah, like a lot. We kind of have stuff to do. Interesting. Well, if you would like to sit and watch, we will finish this game and then uh, we might carry on a conversation. Not really a fan of using people as sport. Well, especially people that ain't even really equipped to fight such things. That doesn't seem very entertaining to me. In the case of these two individuals, it is less a matter of pure entertainment and more a matter of punishment for a lack of dedication to their work. 
And how did you support them in getting their work done? <laughs> did you put them on a progress plan? Did, did you give them verbal feedback and also a written warning? Because last I checked, a whip is not good motivation. You are not applying it properly, then. I'll apply it to you. <laughs> he readily claps his hands. It would seem that in your time, fire in the heart of warriors is encouraged. I applaud your bravery. I offer you an alternative then. Single We're going to fight this bone golem. Single combat. I have grown bored seeing this play out. Curious though it may be when circumstances are identical each time, how every time will come with a slightly changed outcome. Although in the thousands of times that I have witnessed this conflict, well, the outcome has always ended up the same. I'm going to try and feel sorry for you, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, if you would be willing to provide me a more interesting diversion, then I would be inclined to grant you your wish. Prove you have it first. Mm. He glances over to his paramour. The woman, having still not been paying any attention to you, literally <laughs> I filing her, her fingers during this entire conversation. She's the best one. We should save her at all costs. <laughs> sets the file down, hooks just her index finger under a chain and absentmindedly holds up a cartouche on a chain around her neck and just shakes her finger enough to give it a little jiggle <laughs> before letting it fall back down. Does she get, does she give the, the ennui sigh where she's just like, <sighs> she crosses her ankle or she crosses her knee to the other side and then picks up her file again. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's seen it all. She's like, yeah, this wait, is they each have one or it's just him or just her that has one. I mean, the implication seems to be it's her. I was going to say, is she really mm. the one in charge and this is all a ruse? Mm. Who knows? They're probably in charge together and she's just really bored. <laughs> Although, I mean, you have an endless amount of time and every time that you go through the loop, you do this exact thing. That's kind of. That's insanity. Well, I think it's also yeah. he only has access to the resources he has at the time that the loop was created, right? Yeah, I think so the point like of the cartouche is that they don't, they aren't stuck in the loop. They can do what they want. Who knows? Mm. Again, you have only a out. limited understanding how this magic works. So, do we have an agreement? What exactly are your terms then? What would stop us from simply marching up there and taking it from her? You could, of course, try if you so wish. And then he'll sick the bone golem on us and probably start trying to beat us to death with that whip. And if she's part of the hierarchy here, she's probably got something to do besides just file her nails. Yep. She says absentmindedly. <laughs> I love her. Why do I, I imagine her, her as her. May from uh, Avatar Last Airbender now? I love her. Mm. You can, of course, if you wish attempt to assassinate me. Although it hardly seems constructive when I'm offering you a better accord. I'm pretty sure the people in the pit would disagree. Well, it seems we'll have to provide entertainment then. 
There are other options. Judging by your skill and the outsider you have bound to your command. Oh, we just invited him. Two gives a slight ruffle of his feathers. I'm here willingly. Well, sort of mm-hmm. willingly. It's more like they opened the door and I chose to walk through. It's a whole thing. Don't put them in the same box as you. Yeah, listen to He knows what he's talking about. We have about. an agreement, not a forceful situation. I mean to say that obviously a Sloan bone golem would be a little challenge for individuals such as you. So I will offer you an alternative. I have other golems at my command. Oh, I hate golems. And if you would be willing to face two of them, I would be willing to release you. At which point we will return to the business at hand. The two slaves down in the arena look nervously back up. But of course, if you so wish, you may deal with the bone golem as well. At which point I suppose I would have no option but to release them as well. Oh, okay. But I would not force you to fight on their behalf. Citric glares. I mean, it doesn't feel like we have much of a choice here. Well, it's two golems plus one more. Have we reached an agreement then? Clarify the terms. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what golems? Well, that would hardly seem... Hmm. Fair. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> it would not be as entertaining. I will select them, and you will fight them. Both at the same time or one at a time? If you wish it to be a one-on-one, you could each go down there individually. However, that doesn't seem fair for the golems, <laughs> now does it, to be outnumbered so much? <laughs> this guy is so clearly lawful evil, just twisting that immediately. Technically, if you're just saying it's fair or not fair based on numbers, and if it's, you know, all of us versus one golem, then yeah, that's not fair. The five of you will make your way down into the arena, at which point I will summon a true mm, challenge for you. If you wish to act as champions on behalf of these two, then I will leave the Mongolum, and if you destroy it, they will not be forced to face it. If you wish to engage in said combat, there are a few simple rules that you must follow. You must remain within the confines of the arena. You may not fly above its lip, but may do so anywhere within the bounds of the arena. You may use whatever spells or weapons and such that you have at your advantage, but understand that you must not inconvenience my people, so do not cast beyond the edge of the arena below. Uh, Because of the depth of the arena, that means anything that has a 20-foot radius will not go outside of the range, so if you drop a fireball down there, it's fine. But anything that has a larger thing, so for instance, if you do a firestorm that consumes this entire room or something, we cast that would be outside quick. of the bounds. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And that is it. I mean, I have no problems with these terms. Keep your fight to the confines of the arena and do not injure those outside of it. All right, fine. Let's go. Leave the dang golem. Excellent. He claps his hands. The two figures below make their way up. Look towards all of you curiously. One of them gives you a smile and nod. Makes his way up and past. Uh, as he passes all of you, uh, anyone that wishes to may make me a perception roll. Hmm. I rolled an 18 for a 33. I rolled a 2 for a 27. I rolled a 13 for a 20. Rolled a 12 for a 31. So all of you here, as the figure passes... 
He has two warriors of brass. Ah. The man gives you a almost pitiable look and nod in that your funeral, but thank you sort of way as he makes his way up past you. His funeral, if we don't win, you better start rooting for us, bud. <laughs> I assume you descend down into the arena. Yes. Can I think about iron, like brass golems or whatever? Uh, anyone that wishes to may make me a knowledge arcana. I roll a 14 for a number that is big um, for a 40. Roll a 19 for a 31. High five. That was good. Yeah. Hollis, you are aware of the existence of brass golems. Hmm. A brass golem is a uh, automaton of elemental fire and extra planar brass. Uh, they oh. tend to stand sentinels of, over palaces, treasuries, and harems of their creators. Uh, they are titanic in size and massively powerful constructs. Great. It has to be extra planar brass, of course, so that it's hard enough for us to not just bust through. Well, I mean, constructs are created with magic, so... I mean, I guess that's true. Constructs are also created with magic, but There's a really generally the harder like... the metal, the more difficult they are. We should obscuring mist the top I of know, this. I know, I was just thinking that. If you obscure it so you can't see it. we cheat. He'd be so mad. It's not cheating, it's just... Oh, you, you just want to F with his you. view? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I'm already planning on Fing with his view. That's amazing. You should totally do that. You may I ask. don't have this spell. Prepared. Three questions pertaining towards the brass golem. All right, let's go ahead and start with... Um, Special attacks. I was going to say defenses. I mean, it almost feels stupid to ask the blank, the blank question when I could just ask for DR and spell resistance. But I'll just start with special defenses. Special defenses. Uh, brass golems possess damage reduction. Knowing what overcomes their damage reduction is a separate question. Uh, in addition to that, they possess standard construct traits. Immunity to death effects, disease, mind-affecting effects, charms, compulsions, phantasms, patterns, and morale effects, necromancy effects, paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save, unless it also works on objects. They are not subject to non-lethal damage, ability damage, ability drain, fatigue, exhaustion, or energy drain. In addition to that, they are completely immune to fire. In addition to that, they are completely immune to magic. Any spell or spell-like ability that allows for spell resistance. They do, however, there are spells that do still affect them despite their immunity to magic, although knowing that is a separate question. Okay, I'm going to want to know about what spells affect them. Very well. Magical attack spells that deal cold damage will slow a brass golem as per the slow spell for 1d6 rounds. However, okay. if you use Cone of Cold, isn't that going to hit everybody on the far side? Yeah, I don't have 60, Cone of Cold right now. A, yeah, and it's a 60-foot range. I think it would even stand it, it, up It's a 60-foot cone, so yeah, yeah, it would totally hit them as well. Uh, technically, if you're flying, you could actually angle it down. Eh, that's fair. Although at that point, you have a good chance of hitting your allies. Mm. In addition to this, a magical attack that deals fire damage, uh, one, deals no damage to them because they're immune to fire. But in addition to that, it breaks any slow effect on the golem and heals one point of damage for every three points of damage the attack would otherwise deal. Crap. So no fire, no magic fire. If the amount of healing would cause the golem to exceed its full normal hit points, it gains any excess as temporary hit points. Turn your magic fire yeah. sword off. Yeah, you can do that while you're descending down to the yeah. arena if you so wish. No, I'm going to turn we off my fire. need to tell two to turn his oh, magic two, fire turn off, off your too. fire, buddy. Okay. <laughs> you have one question okay, so remaining. One question remaining. Um, special attacks. Yep, special attacks. What are they? How does it kill us? Uh, they do have a spellic ability, although technically it's not really an attack, and they also only have one, so I'll give it, go ahead and give it to you. Uh, they are under the effects of a constant sea invisibility. <laughs> Shit. Oh, rude. Dang it. 
<laughs> that was my plan. So much for that. <sighs> In addition to that, brass golems have a breath weapon. <laughs> oh, Unlike a fire. standard creature's breath weapon, they can actually use it as a free action. No. Jesus. Uh, it also recharges it? every 1d4 rounds. They can expel a cloud of smoke and cinders that fills a 20-foot cube. This functions as the incendiary cloud spell that lasts for 1d6 rounds and deals fire damage. Cool, cool. Great, great, great. Um, do you have Wonder. another one of those uh, yep. resist energy <laughs> communals ready? So we need to pin them outside of their clouds. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you may make a knowledge arcana pertaining towards bone golems. Oh, oh God, all my rolls are good. They're going to be really bad when we have to actually fight. I know, that's what I'm thinking too. Also, Citra will get one question. What's their damage reduction? <laughs> uh, they have a damage reduction of 15 against anything that is not adamantine. Oh my gosh. Okay, I rolled a 19 on that bone golem check for a 45. I guess we have fought them before. Yeah, I rolled an 18 for a 30. Hollis will get five questions pertaining towards the bone golem. Citra, you will get one. Well, if he's got DR, that's what I I'll mean, that's ask. basically everything. <laughs> yeah. Special attacks. Special attacks. Uh, bone golems are capable of creating a bone prison. Um, I'm pretty sure one of you is in one of these once before. As a standard action, a bone golem can throw some of its bones at a creature within 30 feet, uh, making a ranged attack roll. The bones magically duplicate to form a cage surrounding the struck creature, and the cage makes a combat maneuver check to deal the golem's slam damage using the golem's combat maneuver bonus. Uh, if the check fails, the target is still trapped but takes no damage. The target can escape the grapple normally, or it can break out of the bones by dealing uh, 15 points of damage to the bone prison, uh, which has the same AC and damage reductions and save as the bone golem itself. Cool, cool, cool. Um, special defenses, I suppose. Uh, bone golems have damage reduction. No one overcomes their damage reduction is a separate question. They have the standard construct traits, see what I said earlier, uh, as well as immunity to magic. However, there are specific spells that can still affect them. And then lastly, the spells that affect them. Uh, they are, of course, immune to any spells or spellic abilities that allow for spell resistance. Uh, however, magical effects that heal living creatures slow a bone golem as the slow mm. spell for 1d4 rounds. So positive energy damage will slow them. A magical attack that deals negative energy damage, however, breaks any slow effect and heals the golem for one point for every three points of damage it would have otherwise done. Uh, in addition, if it would exceed its normal hit points, it gains the additional hit points as temporary hit points. Finally, a raised dead resurrection or true resurrection spell negates its damage reduction and immunity to magic for one minute. Interesting. I guess DR. Can only be overcome by bludgeoning adamantine weapons. Nah. Must be both. But I suppose uh, a little forearmed, quickly whispering amongst yourselves in a, a quick little huddle here. Two who is currently 10 feet tall, like leans down and sticks his head over the top. Just to listen <laughs> nice. to the huddle. Hello. I suppose now aware that uh, invisibility will be of no assistance to you. Yeah. Although technically invisibility will protect you against the um, bone golem. True. Shitty should just go beat the crap out of that bone golem. Yeah. A lot of you make your way down into the arena. Yeah. Although I can't get through its damage reduction either. So, I mean, you're going to be... So Citra will do basically as much damage as I will because it's of the DR. I mean, I can just mm. punch the DR a little easier because I've got the pummeling style. Okay. I guess let's uh, let's assemble at the other side of the arena. Let me just go down the 20 feet of stairs. You make your way down the steps, stride down, reach the bottom of the stairs. Pretty much the moment that uh, two steps off of the 10 foot wide stairway, he expands to being 15 feet tall. Oh, big yes. boy. Yes. Yeah. Towering on the far side of the chamber. <laughs> Narmer. Yep. Is that what it's like for you looking up at me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I suppose, like, forced perspective sort of way, yes. 
I kind of want to sit on his shoulder. Oh, man, what if you gave him, like, a backpack? Would the backpack expand? And then you could fire off weapons from the side of his backpack? You could spit them? And then two could just be like, Mashika, get in the bag. All the time. <laughs> True. You descend a step free of the stairs. The overseer raises up a hand, snaps his fingers. As he does so, you note that the woman lounging next to him nonchalantly reaches up, taps on her cartouche, at which point two massive figures appear at the far side of the chamber. No, oh, she pulled them out of the time, like the part of the of the place that's not in the time loop. That's yeah. how she's summoning them in. Yeah. That's what I think. It's kind of cool. These two towering brass statues are built to resemble massive minotaurs. Cool. Each cool. one of them at least 24 feet in height to the point that the tips of their horns extend up above the rim of the the platform, <laughs> this arena that you're inside of. Both of them probably wear, weighing multiple tons worth of pure brass. The creatures turn and look down, almost comedically dwarfing the 12-foot-tall bone golem. Each of the That's two bulls snort out a cloud of ash and embers that swirl around their heads as they turn to face you. They're so cool. Oh, they look really cool. They're as big as two. They are, in fact, huge size. So, yes, just as <laughs> big as two is. <laughs> Great. They're so big. They're pretty they, cool looking. They are awesome looking. It would be less awesome if they were not about to step on me. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, we can only do what we can do. And I will need initiative from the party. Yikes. Oh, baby. I rolled well. I have rolled well also. A loud, excited cheer goes up from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I'm more wary of the lady who seems disinterested than dude who's talking a lot, <laughs> to be you, honest. She's probably really the one she's in charge. She's probably the one in charge. It's always the quiet ones. <laughs> All right. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolls a 19 for a 26. Nice. Very nice. Hollis is on the ball today. Hollis is ready. Sudi Kantar. Sudi rolls a 14 for a 20. All right. Masika of the Beckon. Uh, Masika rolls an 8, which gets her an 8 for a 10. All right. Citra Nahamra. Citra rolls a 10 for a 16. A 2 only unfortunately rolls an 8, but that still gets him a 16. Good job, 2. <laughs> so round 1 of combat begins as the golems appear. Again, each of their hooves is the size of a barrel lid as they go scraping across the ground in preparation for what you can only assume to be a bull-like charge towards you. However, Hollis Starkweather, you have first initiative. All right, don't like that at all. Um, Hollis is going to use her Rod of Quicken to resist energy communal the party for fire. Yay. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to slap Citra with the displacement. Oh, thank you, because okay. I was going to slap a mirror image on myself so I can hold off. <laughs> <laughs> mirror image is also good. Why not you both? You click the rod in your offhand, uh, gesture out a hand as all of you feel this this tingling run through you. Uh, that is a, I'm assuming, 30. I don't bother with two because he's immune. Yeah, don't bother with me either. Yeah. I already have 30 from my helm. Oh, cool. Fire. Then I just have to split it three ways. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Might want to split it four ways if uh, Narmer's going to be oh, out yeah, of the bag. Oh, yeah, four ways for Narmer's going to be in this fight. He seems like he's not in the bag, so I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> yep. I, I Little have, catfish head sticking up. I have Narmer as a spit weapon, and that's pretty much all I got. It, it, I just <laughs> imagine him coming out of your backpack, and he's basically like this uh, Tui, like, uh, what is it, backpack ballista or whatever, <laughs> and he's just shooting. He's like a missile launcher. He's doing a recent... Recent replay of uh, Jedi Fallen Order, so he's kind of like BD. Oh yeah, he's just BD. clinging onto your back, poking <laughs> his head around the corner. I was imagining it more like Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Kazooie just pops out and shoots eggs, you know. I think someone recently made a uh, Masika using armor as a super soaker reference. So <laughs> yeah. just tucked under one it's, arm, it's squeezing like a backpack. These things work. It's fine. Yeah, things. they're all great, actually. Everybody, <laughs> you know what? Everybody gets to choose your own way that Masika <laughs> is using armor as a weapon. <laughs> so uh, Hollis still has a move action remaining if she'd like to take it. Unless uh, you had to use a move action to retrieve your rod, I'm not sure. No, she probably would have pulled that on the way down because that was the only thing I knew I was starting with. Hollis is going to float back up the stairs a little bit. Okay. From there, we go to the Bone Golem. Bone Golem's ready. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and stride his way forward. And then, let's see, three targets. So reaches up a hand, wrenches out part of the bone cage, or the like the rib cage that forms its body before hurling it across the distance at Citra Nahamra. Uh-oh. Good old range touch attack. Uh, that may have hit, however, 41 will miss due to the displacement as a bone yes. cage goes flying <laughs> past Citra. Yes, Thank you, Hollis. <laughs> From there we go to Sudikantar. Ah, uh, nerd. My plan has been ruined because I didn't go faster than the Bone Golem. All right, any hoozles. <laughs> um, I will uh, swift action switch into my pummeling style. I am going to uh, run forward to base-to-base -base contact with the Bone Golem. That will provoke an attack of opportunity. It will take the attack of opportunity. <laughs> it, however, gets a 16, so that is not going to hit Sudi. Ah, oh, that's a that's a critical miss. Um, so then I'm going to uh, give it the old punch. All right, because of course the, he the he old had to, one two punch. Yeah, the old the old one two. Yeah, because of course you, he had to. Wait a minute. Did you actually on. charge or did you move? No, actually, I don't even have to move. I can uh, I can flurry of blows and start with a flying kick and actually get over there. So I'm going to do that instead. Okay. Wee! Nice. I still provoke, so all that was still valid. I don't suppose you could, you know, go around the golem on the other side so we can flank it? <laughs> Technically, I do have a five-foot step. After my flurry, I can do the flurry and then take a five-foot step, right? Because that's part of my attack, is the movement. You're attacking and moving with your flying kick as part of your attack. So you can still take a five-foot step because you're not using a move action to move distance, correct? Yep. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. So I'm going to go okay. ahead and uh, beat on this guy, and then I'll take a five-foot step around. Cool. Um, Okie pokie. So here we go. Get him. All right. That is a seven for a 31. 31 will strike your target as you fly through the air, kick into him. As I believe for your first attack, it must be a kick. That is 11 points of damage. Slamming your foot home. I think I've, I have may have finally gotten through his DR. Second attack. Seriously? Uh, that's a five for a 25. 25 will strike your target. Hey, for 12 points of damage. All of that going through as you continue to hammer home. Third attack. Kick, kick, kicking is, into his shin. Yep, uh, 11 for a 26. 26 will strike your foe. For 11 points of damage. Continuing to hammer it home. That is a natural one. Natural one will automatically miss. Yep, so then I will take a five-foot step uh, around the golem so that I can potentially open Citra up for a flank if she goes forward there. Very well. 
Citroen Sudi a little concerned for the, uh, again, you faced one of these things before. Well, we need to drop this fast so we can focus on the other one. Zuh. Taking us from there Zuh. to Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra is going to run forward, acrobatting into the flank. Very well. Although I will say those golems are flat-footed. Well, she can't get there in a single move. Oh, yeah, that might be a problem. All right, I rolled a 14 for a 43 to get into the flank. You tumble your way forward, sliding opposite of Sudi on the other side of the bone golem in the center of the arena. A cheer goes up from the crowd. And then I would like okay, cool. to attack. Lashing out with your kukri. I roll a 13 for a 32. A 32 will strike your flanked foe. Uh, that'll be 31 points of regular damage and three points of electricity. A solid blow as you slice into the back of this thing, although it is still going as you stab into its uh, exposed flank. Well, he is now bewildered and disoriented as well. Very well. Taking us from Citra, we cut to two. Two spreads his uh, nearly 30-foot wingspan at this point and kicks forward, launching into the air. Uh, diving forward into the attack, he'll go ahead and just sell his way forward a good 10 feet or so. Uh, taking a two-handed grip, hefting and swinging with his now huge size Kopesh, no longer flaming. Rad. And he'll go ahead and power attack. <laughs> I mean, why Get not? Him. Crunch the bones, Birdman. That is a 31, which will strike his target. Nice. Uh, slamming home for 36 points of damage as it drives the bone golem Ooh. down to a knee, although it is shockingly still moving. <laughs> I would like to go ahead and take my opportunist. Very well. Citra's opportunist goes off, as all of you hear a silent eagle screech in your minds. Nice. <laughs> I roll an 11 for a 30. A 30 will strike your flanked foe. Well, I figured as it two slams into the shoulder of the thing, drags it down to a knee. Citra launches forward and stabs into the side of its neck. Basically the connective uh, multiple vertebrae that form the neck of this thing. There's something about like skeletal amalgamations that seems to be a reoccurring theme in Mummy's Mask also. Between this guy and all horrible. the uh, Oshimentals you fought. They have the yeah. undead theme without being undead. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah, also that. Well, that was a, a nice roll there. I did uh, 41 points of regular damage and six points of electricity damage. Dang. Cleaving through the neck of this thing as the bone golem collapses into assorted bone parts and dust. Excellent. As within as within the span of about six seconds, we've somehow destroyed this thing. <laughs> Masika is going to look up at the the wonder power couple up there. I mean, the guy seems to be very excited. He like actually claps and cheers as you guys take this thing down. It's almost like he's rooting for you. That's uh -huh. weird. I'm bored. The other you know? woman seems to watch with a little bit more curiosity than before. Oh, she's not filing her nails anymore. She's actually paying attention. I mean, she is filing her nails. But, but she's not looking at them. She's now, yeah, she's doing that. I'm not even looking at them filing my nails. She's, you know, blowing on her, uh, blowing the, the nail dust off of her fingertips as she watches you. Yeah. I figure Citra just kind of uh, looks back at two and, and Sudi and goes, get ready. Always. A voice chimes back into your mind. <laughs> that time. brings us to the first of the two golems. Ah, uh, turtin time. The brass golem will start by exhaling a cloud of ash and cinder. Yeah, of course. Sweet. It really bothers me that they have the same initials because it makes abbreviating more difficult. <laughs> bone golem and brass golem. <laughs> I know, but at least the, the bone golem's gone, so now I can just do BG1, BG2. <laughs> the Bee Gees, that'd be a great fight. The Bee Gees! <laughs> <laughs> stay alive, stay alive. 
Oh, this would be the I one bet. with the Bee Gees, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that's what we're trying to do. Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. Uh, mechanically, this does function as a fog cloud, meaning that uh, it does restrict vis- visibility within five feet. Mm. Creatures further away, uh, further than five feet, have total concealment, et cetera, et cetera. I don't suppose they're they're vulnerable to that too, are they? <laughs> uh, the visibility restriction? Yes. Okay. Well, hey, that's good. So it starts by breathing. Uh, it will then stomp its way forward into the cloud. Oh, so it can as it see strides us. <laughs> forward, hefts and swings down at Citra. Yep. Uh, however, a forty even will miss due to Citra's displacement as the blade swings yes. down. Oh. Again, it is hefting a falchion of titanic size, uh, 15 feet in overall length as it swings down before it cracks into the stone with enough force to send a vibration rolling through. I feel like I'm fighting a Bloodborne boss. For Sudi, it seems to be particularly bad as it feels like something vibrates up through your entire body. Like a tremor sense version of tinnitus. That sounds awful. Exactly. Your little toe beans are just tingling. (laughs) I got the tingle in my toe beans. Yep, I feel like the other one's going to uh, do the, the same thing. The other one will go ahead and uh, rinse and repeat. Oh, boy. Well, you know, that's consistent. Oh, goodness. As it breathes before striding its way into the cloud, hefting and swinging down at Sudi as it closes. So 65 will get through that concealment, and it swings down with a... That is an adjusted 40. Poof! Yeah, that hits me. Owie. Uh, slamming down onto Sudi for 25 points of damage as the falchion cuts into you. Ow. Taking us from the golem to Masika of the Beckon. All right, so that's like an obscuring mist. I can't see unless I'm five within five feet of them. Yeah. Big Red Train to have gust of wind or whatever. Yeah. Whip out a wind wall and just blow it all away. All right, so, uh, huh. Masika just kind of looks at these giant For the sake, for the sake of the audience, it is 80 feet across, uh, or sorry, 40 feet across for this uh, thing. They've just filled half of it with smoke. <laughs> so, like, our entire back line can no longer see anybody. Mm-hmm. We can get close enough to our people to see them, and the beasts can't see us, which is nice because of the fog. The fog of war. Yep. Jeez. Uh, two, you don't have any, like, you know, magic that's going to get rid of that, right? Like, you know, uh, can you? He's He's got wings, like angel wings, right? Uh, yeah, they're on fire, but sure. Can you just beat your wings really fast? Uh, Masika flaps her arms like that somehow helps the situation. I'd, uh, <laughs> According to the laws of this universe, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Masika is going to move about 20 feet forward at a diagonal, so she's a little bit in front of two. I still can't see anybody. All right, so um, if you need healing, just scream. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear from inside kind of muffled by the fact that he's got the mask on. I'll try not to scream as I'm being butchered. Okay, well, you know, like... <laughs> You know what I mean, Sudi. With words. With words. <laughs> That's the end of Masika's turn, because I can't, I, I'm not going to get within five feet of these things to use my... Real, yeah, smart. Yeah, no. Would you like to uh, ready an action to heal if someone steps up next to you? Sure. And can Narma ready an action to spit if he sees one of these things come out of the fog? Technically, yes. All right. So Narma and I ready. 
Yeah, we're he's helping, making that guys. hawking sound in the background. <laughs> oh, good. As he's Wonderful. building up. <laughs> we will not make that for the audio. So, yes. <laughs> from Masika, we go to round two. Hollis Starkweather. All right, Hollis has the same idea as Masika. She's going to step around two. Hello. Uh, 15, 20, 25, 30. Good. Okay, oh, so you step fog. into the fog cloud. I'm trying to find Sudi. Oh? Hey, I found Sudi. <laughs> if I understand how this fog works, that monster can't see me. To your understanding, correct. Yes, uh, and you have a 20% mischance if you're trying to cast something, or if you're trying to touch me with anything. Everything within five feet has concealment. Everything f- more than five feet away has total concealment. Okay, then I'm going to try to touch you. Let's just roll this mischance. Hey, Good that's job. a 64. All right, I touch Sudi and give him displacement. Sweet. Right. And then um, I'm going to quicken mirror image on myself to prepare for next turn. Cool. Okay. From Hollis, we go to Sudi Kantar. Huh, okay. Um, all right, so step one, Sudi's going to get big. Uh, stay base to base with this guy. Um, and I'm going to full out attack and just keep hammering this guy because uh, it's about all I can do because I literally can't see anything in it or anybody anymore. I'm just oh, imagining right. my tail is sticking out the back of the uh, of the fog cloud now. <laughs> you can kind of see where Sudi is by his tail. There are eight Whipping back and forth. All right, here we go. Um, pummeling style is engaged. It's time to hurt him. Stupid DR-15. Okay, that is a 10 for a 34. A 34 will strike your target. Oh, thank goodness. That is 13 points of damage. There's a resounding sound as your fist slams into it to no effect. There's a perfect 20. A perfect 20 will automatically hit threat. Roll to confirm. Ah, perfect 20 to confirm! 20 will automatically confirm your critical hit. Go, Sudi, go, Sudi, go. Go, Sudi, go, Sudi, go. 8 and 11 is 19 plus 20 is 39 points of damage. 39 points of damage, almost all of which you got through. Yeah! Yeah! All right, we continue on. So you slam your fists, creating this crater in uh, in its literally sculpted abs. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, this is significantly worse. Uh, I've used up all my luck. I roll an eight, which gets me a 27. 27 will not strike your target. Oh, uh, that is a 14 for a 28. 28 will not strike your foe. Also, I hate to go back and do this real yeah, quick. Yeah, I um, just realized I wasn't rolling for the mischance, was I? Yeah, I need you to roll the mischance for those two hits. Okay. Uh, so that is a... 23 for the first one and 66 for the second one. All right. Uh, Okay, so then miss with the last attack. Let's go ahead and do a key strike. Okay. Try to damage this guy some more because I don't know how much he's healing from the fire. Well, nuts. That's a two for a 26, which I believe is a miss. A 26 will unfortunately miss your foe. Yep. But hey, I I got some good hits in. That is true. Taking us from Sudi to... Citra Nahamra. The fact of the matter is, is I cannot do enough damage unless I am flanking. So Citra is going to try and run past this cloud and see okay. if she can't find <laughs> where the flank is for Sudi. All right. So you're going to need to make an acrobatics. You're going to, you're trying to move at full speed, correct? Yeah. All right. So let's. <laughs> Let's try this. Now, the good news is, never mind. You're definitely going through both of their threatened ranges because there's no oh, the r- way fog, that you could. The fog will keep it. You might be able to use the fog to your advantage. You can. That's what I just did. Yeah. 
So I rolled a 17 for a 46. Yeah, that's pretty a good. 46 just barely beats their <laughs> yeah. CMD. Oh boy. Okay. And uh, I know Sudi was fighting the other one, so my attempt is to get on the other side of, of the, the other one. Of the yep. uh, one f- northerly direction of where I stand now. <laughs> Very well. So you rush around, uh, dart past the uh, the two golems. As you move, you can you feel the whoosh of this again. Almost like tree-sized falchion goes sweeping past you as you roll forward, <laughs> spring out of the cloud of embers, uh, roll out the other side as the first one's head just kind of pokes up and out of the cloud to stare down at you as you tumble back Hello. and around, and you can only hope into the <laughs> flank with Sudi as you roll around uh, opposite of where you believe Sudi was. Okay. I uh, rolled a 16 for a 35. That is a threat. A 35 will hit and threat as you launch yourself into the flank against the one facing off against Sudi. Unfortunately, I do not think a 3 for a 22 will confirm. A 22 will not confirm yep. your critical hit as you Bummer. spin yeah. around, stab into its uh, its Achilles heel. All right. Thankfully, they're so anatomically correct. They have the same weaknesses as humans. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, aim dogs. for the joints is always a good weakness. Yes. <laughs> I mean, generally speaking, yes. That's how I'm looking at it. <laughs> As you duck past its bull-like tail whipping past you. It tries to swatch you like a fly. All right. I do 34 points of regular damage and one point Ouch. of electricity damage. Ouch. Because I assume I'm in the flank. Even though you I can You are, see. in fact, in the flank. Okay. Sweet. You don't have to see your flanking ally for the opponent to be flanked, so. And it is uh, bewildered and disoriented. Nice. A solid blow, although you're still trying to wedge your weapon in there through its uh, adamantine protection. Yeah. (laughs) I can't really do anything about that. (laughs) Citra to two. Yeah, two. Or two. two. At which point he takes a five foot step forward and literally swings over Sudi's head as he towers (laughs) over Sudi's massive form. He's the best. I'm glad we summoned him. Two's great. We love two. Two's two's great. Two's great. And with that 15-foot reach, is technically also flanking with Citra, so he'll take that plus nice. two to hit. Yeah, baby! Two's number one. Two's number one. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go ahead and power attack because he needs that damage. Heck yeah. To get through the damage reduction. So, that first swing is a 40, which will strike his wow. flanked foe. Nice. There we go. Nice. He's so good. We love him very much. Slamming down. It's a lot of fun to watch when it's not us being skewered by these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're not fighting Archons. That'd be weird. Well, I mean, huge size creatures with ah, yes, heavy well. damage and stuff like that. Uh, slamming home for 43 points of damage before oh damage reduction. Oh, my gosh. Get him, I think uh, Citra is going to take advantage of her opportunist and stab this guy in the calf again. I'm Okay, I'm Very curious. Well. What's, his, what's his base damage? Uh, his base damage is 3d6 plus 15, but he gets an extra 12 since he's two-handing. It's a lot. <laughs> so okay. much damage. All right, so uh, Citra rolls a 16 for a 35, which once again is a threat. A 35 will hit and threat your flanked foe. But that freaking three again. So no, Rude. I do not confirm. Boo. This exact same rolls, 16 Wait, wait, wait. He's, uh, his AC's down, so maybe it will hit. Who knows? Three for a 22. It's down by six for you, correct? Yes. Yep. Will not confirm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it was it's worth a, a good shot. argument, Jordan. It is. Uh, yeah. It is, actually yes. came pretty close. So. Yeah, I was like, it's possibly it did. <laughs> I think it's next level when it's a minus eight for Citra. So. Can't wait. 
Yeah, 16th level's a big level for us. Not my best roll. Uh, but that is 31 points of regular damage and 5 points of electricity damage. Nice. Still a solid hit as you ram your blade into his uh, his other ankle as you try to, like, dig in as much as you can while 2 has him distracted. Unfortunately, not dropping him. However, 2 still has 2 swings remaining, so he hefts <laughs> and swings. Yes! Get him! Uh, unfortunately, a 23 will not hit. However, a 31 will. Yeah. Nice. Murder it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a, that all counts as uh, Masika for somebody. For an additional in. 45 points of damage, max oh. damage. <laughs> uh, as he slams home. Yeah, my contribution to this fight is I was the one that summoned the giant bird man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it counts. You take whatever you get, right? Citra, you hear something else, a massive slam into this before just like a massive human arm sticks a thumbs up over the uh, the top of this cloud <laughs> since he can reach up basically 30 feet into the air. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. From two, we cut to the next brass golem, uh, which for starters, gets some temporary hit points from being inside the fire. Grr. Strides forward, stepping free partially off the opposite side. Uh, two will take an attack of opportunity as the creature closes. Get him. Unfortunately, rolling a natural one, which will miss no. as he swipes sideways. Boo. Probably cursing himself a bit because he didn't have a proper grip because he was doing a thumbs up over the top of the cloud. <laughs> yeah. That's what he gets for trying to be cool. Yep, that's what you get. Uh, at which point it steps out, towering over Masika and hefts <laughs> and swings down at the Undine. I haven't done anything. He doesn't know that. <laughs> I will point out he has an intelligence of Dash. So oh, no. <laughs> he's literally like, oh, this is the closest one. Swingy swing. Masika looks way up and probably just lets out one of those little like eep noises. You're just, you're just like, oh, ta. Ah. <laughs> that may be appropriate because that is a 48 to hit. That oh, is a yeah. threat. Oh, hit me. oh gosh. No. That is a 37 to confirm, which oh, I think still works. Oh, that confirms. My only gosh. 35. Oh, my gosh. Heather and Falchions. It's a... Oh, Jesus. Oh. No. no. It's a huge-sized no. Falchion. Oh. I swear to God, if you kill me with another Falchion, we're not allowed to have Falchions in any of our games. <laughs> Unless we're holding them. If if he one-shots you, we're all going to be very upset. Uh, that is 48 points of damage as the Falchion slams Ow. down on Masika, driving Ow. her down towards a knee. Hey, at least the fire damage isn't happening. Uh, yeah. It's true. Oh, I forgot to mention the uh, the guys in the front row have all taken a step back. Good. <laughs> what? They scared or something? I imagine I they realize the they're in the threat range of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, since Masika can see that, and so can two, go ahead and have both of them make me a uh, a sense motive. A sense good's, motive? Uh, two's sense motive. Mm. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's probably like swear to me vibes. <laughs> well, two gets a 47 for a sense motive as he just kind of, huh. <laughs> Wowzers. I'm guessing his base is ridiculous. Masika rolls yeah. a 14, which gets her a 22. Uh, Narmer rolls a uh, 16 for a 17. Yeah, they just seem to be backing away from the uh, the edge of the arena. Two narrows his bird-like eyes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's got grumpy face now. <laughs> I feel like they know something we don't know. Oh, great. That's wonderful. From that golem, we go to the other one. The other breast golem will... I think Citra's technically done the most damage to it. 
Uh, well, first off, it does take some damage. I was like, first off, I think it was two, but I don't think you can see two, so. Well, yeah. two's damage is getting 15 knocked off every time, so oh, Citra is doing more overall. Well, we both got displacement, uh, so there's a chance. Mm -hmm. uh, it does heal up a little bit because it's still standing inside of the fire. Stupid fire. Yeah, it'll go ahead and have to end swing back at Citra. 52 will get through that displacement. Oh, yeah. no. That is a 45 to hit. Yeah. Slamming down. Ow. He's like, stop stabbing my calf. True. Slamming down onto Citra for 22 points of damage as it hefts and swings back at you. Rude. Yeah, and other than that, the creature is unintelligent and has no survival instinct and will continue to hold its ground there. It couldn't really even five-foot step out of the flank if it wanted to. Hmm. From there we go to Masika of the Beckon. Oh, Lord. All right, so the people in the crowd are backing up like they think something sus is going on, right? They've seen this show before. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be. Uh, so are the people, by the way, on the opposite side of the arena. Everybody's backing mm. up. I don't like that. Uh, Narmer's spitting it would provoke because it's a ranged attack, right? That is correct. Crap. All right. Um, Masika's going to move 20 feet back. I guess I'm going to provoke. I have to get out of right there. Oh, so you go rushing back. It swings at you as you go running past. That is a 37. Yes. Not a critical this time, at least. So there's that. My lord. Uh, slicing Masika for 20 points of damage as you go stumbling free and away from it. All right, yeah, okay. So I'm just going to heal myself. Uh, forget <laughs> converting a spell into a ray. Yeah. Heal myself, priest. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, you just took, what, like 60 plus points of damage? Oh, yeah, I have 69 hit points left from full, oh. so. Yeah, so I was like, uh, yeah, you just got messed up. Imagine if they were doing that fire damage. I was just saying, if that thing gets a full <laughs> attack, you might be really screwed. So Masika will heal herself uh, with the heal spell. That gets me back up to full. All right. Um, is going to use a charge on the wand in his tummy and do two globs of acid. There you go. He starts to vibrate as he builds up power before spitting a stream. And he rolls a 12 for 24 on his ranged touch attack. A 24 will strike the side of this brass barn. Narmer does 11 points of acid damage. Burning into the side of it with his extraordinary acid. Ha <laughs> Oh, wait, I didn't kill it. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, go for the other one that's injured. <laughs> go for the other one. Narmer, I'm going to go for the one that we can see. Okay. I was just really hoping to get like a repeat of the last time we fought some sort of uh, iron bull thing. Well, keep <laughs> spitting. Yep. <laughs> I see Narmer hasn't forgotten his finest moment. Narmer de Gorgonbane. <laughs> that, that's going to be the end of Masika's turn. Uh, from there, we go to Hollis Starkweather. Hollis is going to carefully step out of the fog. I don't know if, if two's there. Then I, oh, hello, two. That's a problem. Um, I guess I'm just going to keep stepping until I'm cut a corner with my friend uh, Masika. All right. Rushing past. These things are terrible. Yeah. True. Yeah, I don't like them. Well, Masika's already eaten the attack of opportunity from that other one, and from the first one, you have full concealment, so you go rushing um, past. Excellent. And then I'm going to cast Chains of Light on the golem I can see. It does not allow spell resistance. It summons glowing golden chains composed of pure light. They get okay. a reflex save. Okay. That seems like something it would probably be bad at. Yeah. 
They're a bit lumbering, I'm aren't doubting they? a 15 will do it. It hey. doesn't. Oh, yeah. Homie is paralyzed. There we go. <laughs> oh, dang. You've had that spell for a while, too, and it's never worked. It doesn't work often, but when it does, it's great. Uh, and it will last around it? per level. I think at the end, let me see. He's paralyzed and held in place. May attempt a new saving throw each round to end the effect. Okay. Cool. All right, so a whole bunch of chains him. snake up around it. Shiny golden light chains. Hey, it worked. Very nice. Yeah, it might just be held in place. Because it uses paralyzed as in has the paralyzed condition, but golems are specifically immune to paralysis. Mm. It's paralyzed and held in place, so it could just be held in place, I guess. And so it is held in place, but immune to the paralysis physical condition. Mm. So it cannot yeah. move from that square, but is still able to act. All right, as long as we don't get close I mean, to it, we're chill. Let's just shoot it yeah. from range. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. So you do anchor it in place as uh, the chains enwrapped it, enwrap it. Really wish I could get rid of that I'm gonna guess there's something special about those chains that physically paralyzes people when it grabs hold. Well, they're made of pure light, so they're magic. They also keep you from doing extra dimensional travel. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. I recall that from uh, when you did that on uh, the Forgotten Pharaoh, Sarah. Sarah uh, yeah, yep, yep. From Hollis, we go to Sudikantar. All right, um, I'm gonna. Is it, is it too much of an assumption to think that Sudi could hear that thing? lumbering past and into the like other area? I mean, hear it, you can't specify where it is, because again, you're you're surrounded well, by this cloud sound and I'm everything just, else. Can I basically hear it's now kind of behind me? Well, can't you feel it with your tremor sense? Oh, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? Wait a minute, I've got more abilities than this. I could only imagine, considering that these things are somewhat hollow, I can only imagine how much noise there is when huge size two is hitting a hollow bronze statue with <laughs> a like giant sword. It's a lot of bell ringing noises. Yeah. yeah. It literally sounds like a couple of people are fighting one another with gongs. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, first off, Sudi having, I guess, tremor sense to know this, uh, kind of calls out, Citra, we need to drop this. The second one is past me. Working on it. And we attack. Okay, here we go. Okay, so first attack, that is a seven for a 31. 31 will strike your flanked foe. Flanked bewilder foe. Yep. Uh, so that is 19 points of damage. A smidge of damage on that one, although you're through its damage reduction now. Uh, uh, that is a four for a 30. A 30 will also strike your flanked bewildered foe as you continue to hammer home, striking the same place as you pummel into the same point. Uh, So that is 14 points of damage. A solid hit. Uh, So that is a 14, which is a large number. Uh, 35. A 35 will strike your flanked opponent. Sweet. For 17 points of damage. Your fist slams home. The entire thing rocks for a second. Cracks begin to cover the entirety of its surface. It begins to vibrate and emit a sound somewhat akin to a thousand kettles at once before it detonates in a massive explosion. Oh, no. I will need a reflex save from Citra, Sudi, and two. So let me go ahead and bounce that. You're a black cat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think I'm going to kick on my black cat so I can roll 2d20 uh, and take the better result. Because uh, this is probably going to hurt a lot if I fail it. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. It's, it's not your black cat ability. It's your cat folk ability. 
There you go. Yeah. yeah, I was like, sorry, I've got too, abil I have too many abilities. Um, oh. I'm glad I did that because I just rolled a two, by the way. Oh, man. All right. No, oh, they Everybody's do Everybody's rolls are all over the place tonight. I know, it's crazy. Uh, so I roll a 13, which gets me a 32. Goodbye. Hollis just looks over at Missy and goes, they do explode. This is <laughs> awful. And Citra? What is with this pyramid? <laughs> it's bad. But I mean, their cultists used to explode too. Yeah, really into explosion. There's a total theme with things exploding in this adventure path. Citra rolled a 19 for a 38. Nice. So both of you save, and I believe both of you have evasion. Yep. Yeah, baby. Uh, two Felses save. However, this is all fire damage, so it rolls over him to absolutely no effect. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> both of you avoiding the 73 potential points of oh! damage that would have done. Dang. I just assume Dang. part of like his shell fell off and like Citra just ducks behind it. Nice. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, however, the other golem does take 73 points of fire damage, healing it up for 24 points of damage Dang as it, it rolls over. Ah, nuts. Well, you know, is there is, is a titanic crater left over from where this thing exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I mean, due to the time effect, it'll be fine tomorrow, guys. It's good. Hey, if she kicks so... us out, is she going to kick us out in this very room where we fought more of those things, you think? Well, I mean, if they were still there in the future, because if she kicked us out, wouldn't we go back to our time? I don't know. Time's weird. We're back to time uh, is weird. Time mm. is weird. Um, also, I have another attack. Nice. Uh, so. Flying kick? Yeah. Can I flying kick at this thing? Because I know basically what square it's in. Yeah. Trimmer sense lets you know what squares it occupies. Huzzah! I flying kick away. Very well. <laughs> As, as soon as he comes out of the fog, wee! Well, I think I think you <laughs> oh, technically no, just leap in into a separate fog. You go into a different I fog. I did just leap into a separate fog. Dang it. It wasn't nearly <laughs> as cool as I thought it was going to be. Anyway, uh, I leap also, by the way, five feet to get I mean, in it. This can't be that Ten entertaining. Feet. Like, they picked something that spews it's in the fog. fog. They can't like, see. Oh, no, they I know. It makes see. no sense at all. Because all they did is they saw this thing explode, and they didn't even see what I was doing to it. Well, it's also utter madness as far as, you know, the big dramatic thing and all the rest of that. And again, they're still witnessing, you know, Masika and Hollis getting swung at and two over there and Citra's out of the fog. I, I left the golem on there, by the way, because he has difficult terrain. I assume he's <laughs> difficult terrain. Oh, my God. He's a big boy. He's he um, a big old boy. Okay. So anyway, I move over. Uh, let's attack now with my, what is this, fourth attack? Hey, oh, that is a 15 for a... 29. A 29 will strike your target as you fly across the distance at it. Sweet. Uh, so that is 18 points of damage. It's a new target, so he'll only take like yep. three. And then I you will key strike. slightly damage him. Now key strike, so that wasn't all for naught. Knocking off some uh, some of those temporary hit points. Knock, 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 knocking on temporary hit points. Um, okay, so <laughs> uh, that is a 17 that I roll. That is a 41 to do a damage 41 to will strike your foe. I need to roll by miss, my mischance that I've been free to do that. No, that is true. Thank you for reminding me. I miss because I rolled an 18. Ah. So from... That's what I get for being a good, a good player. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. I'm sure the, uh, the, the people rules. in the comments would be screaming at us otherwise. Oh, they would 100% be like, he, he had concealment. Sudi should be dead. <laughs> from um, Sudi, we go to... Citra Nahamra. Um, well, uh, Citra is going to make her way back through the fog uh, in an attempt to find the other one. <laughs> you have a 30-foot movement speed, correct? 
correct. Okay. Uh, are you acrobaticsing or are you moving normally? Okay. Well, I, then yes, I will acrobatics to avoid getting. Say so he's still by threatening him. like a third of this uh, arena. Yeah, okay. I'm hoping the him being tied down means like he's less likely to grab me. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and roll your acrobatics. I rolled a nine for a thirty-eight. Technically, that fails, although you do have total concealment until you step out, so you don't actually provoke as you okay. step free on the opposite side. Uh, well, seeing where it is, I need to go back into the fog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ran too far right. forward. Yeah, pretty much. So seeing as that I have entered two's square, I'm like, oh, pardon me, good sir. And then I will venture <laughs> back into the fog uh, to move into the flank with uh, whoever gets into the flank. Okay. If you want to go ahead and make me another acrobatics, because you are exiting a square where it can see you now. Yeah. Okay. Slightly better, but not great. <laughs> so that is a 13 for a 42. A 42 will not succeed as the golem will take the... Can you take an attack of opportunity? Uh, no, it has not gotten a turn yet since it stabbed Masika. So. Oh, yep. okay. Yay! You mean, like, just crushed me with that giant falchion. I don't know how much stabbing was involved. Mm-hmm. Like cutting a tomato with a dull knife. Yep. <laughs> From Citra, we go to two, uh, who will also take advantage of that and go ahead and wedge himself fully between Hollis, Masika, and this thing. Thanks, bud. As he yeah. strides over toweringly huge and swipes know. sideways. Swinging, uh, rolling atrociously. And actually missing his target as he swipes to the side with a 29. Dang. Uh, which is unfortunate because he was hoping to trigger Citrus a opportunist, but. Yeah, that would have been nice. Oh, well. That brings us to the creature. Ooh, that is a crappy roll. Uh, so he only gets three hit points back. Oh, so oh, boo-hoo. I'm so sad for him. He's actually <laughs> still in temporary hit points past his maximum hit well, points. Well, yeah, right we've now. been focusing on the other one, so we haven't done a ton of damage to this guy. Citrus in the fog, Sudi's in the fog. Two is a big, obvious target, so he'll go ahead and heft and swing at the Exender. Lashing out with a 42, which will strike two. Oh, yeah, good gracious. Rolling terribly for damage, which will Man, unfortunately only ones. be 15 points of damage, which means it'll only be five points of damage since he is not using an evil aligned weapon. Ha! Ah. Tee <laughs> Two just kind of looks down at it. All of you just hear a bird-like chirp in your head. Yeah. Like a meh. Uh -huh. <laughs> like a <laughs> His feathers ruffle. Uh, from two, we go to, or sorry, from the golem, we go to Masika of the Beacon. Masika is going to move 30 feet, basically, so she's on the opposite side of the arena from the uh, remaining brass golem. I'm going to convert a six-level spell into a ray with my falcon crown. Very well. Sweet. The crown Falcon screeches. Crown. Rays shoot out of the uh, the crown, searing across the distance. All right, so I roll a eleven, which gets me a twenty-two with my base attack, and plus my dexterity, so a twenty-four to hit its range touch AC. Twenty-four will strike your target's touch AC. All righty, that will translate into sixty-four of damage. Oh, I didn't roll great. That's 11 points of untyped damage. Ouch. And then Narmer will spit. 
Narmer's gonna roll a perfect 20 because of course he is. <laughs> Narmer's gonna roll a freaking perfect 20 to confirm. Yeah. Nice! Wild. Man, they are all over perfect the place. Perfect all over the place. And the perfect 22 automatically confirmed. He's using a charge, so wow. 24 acid damage. <laughs> 24 acid damage. Nice. Take that. We are going to be Chewy. murdered. And if, well, wait, this one can't move. Ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> you know. That's the change. It did, um, I guess we'll uh, get on my turn, so we'll see. But that that was a that was a that was good aim. Does it roll again on your turn or on its turn? It says once per round. So I would think on your so, turn because then that yeah, would be I think it's either on way. Hollis's turn. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the end of our turn. With Masika doing meh and Narmer like, no, no, I got this. Ha Keep holding in place, Hollis. I mean, okay. uh, bring us to Hollis. I'll see if it's still holding in place. Uh, 21. It's still in place. All right. Nice. Uh, Hollis is like, hmm. Looks up at two. Looks at two's falchion. Haste on two <laughs> and Masika and Narmer and myself because that's all I can see. Uh, you can actually see Sudi because Sudi's at the edge of the fog as well. Okay, hey. and Sudi. Yay! And uh, then I'll, you know, pull a lusterless black pearl out of my pocket for next round and mosey my way as far from uh, this creature as I can get. <laughs> Very well. From Hollis, we go to Sudikantar. Okie dokie. Um, if I take a five-foot step out of this cinder cloud thing, will that allow me to see this thing fully and not have to take mischance? Yes. I will do that. I don't want to miss, Nomo. So I'll take a five foot step over. Oh, uh, there's two. Yes. All right. Well, (laughs) that's the end of my movement because uh, I've got a 15 foot bird in my way now. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, I will then flurry of blows, full out attack, all that good stuff. I'm not getting a flank bonus, however, because I'm on the opposite side. I'm on the not flanked side. That Mm -hmm. is true. But I don't need my percentile dice anymore, and that's nice. And you're hasted. And I'm hasted. Uh, So that is a seven for a... 32. A 32 will strike your foe. For 17 points of damage. Barely damaging him, although enough. Rachel would like to have Citra uh, perform her opportunist. (laughs) Rachel would like to talk about Rachel in the third person. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not a great role, though. Superman and Bizarro best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I only rolled a four for a 23, though. A 23 will unfortunately yeah. not strike your flanked foe. I'm telling you these rolls today are just all over the place. Yep. All right. Second so, attack. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Well, second attack, I roll a 10 for a 34, 35. A 35 will strike your foe. For 18 points of damage. All of that going through. Third attack. So you begin to hammer, hammer, hammer your fist slamming into this thing. All right, so a 17 is going to get me a 37. 37 will strike your opponent as you slam into him with enough force to drive him back against the wall. All right, that's 20 points of damage. Rain of masonry falls around the two of you. Ah, perfect 20. Yes. Perfect 20 will automatically hit threat. Roll to confirm. Oh, I'm not going to confirm that. Uh, That is a uh, 7 for a 21. (laughs) 21 will not confirm your critical hit. I know, that's fine. That is still 20 points of damage. A solid blow. Uh, then we're going to key strike for an extra attack. All right. And you did your haste attack? Oh, no. I, oh, sorry. I have the haste attack, and then I have the key attack. So, so many attacks. I'm flush with attacks. Uh, so that is a 12. That is going to get me a uh, 37. 
37 will strike your foe. The way the light works in this room, it looks like Sudi's glaring a beam. 14 <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> it does. It looks like it looks like it's coming out of his special stone. Mm-hmm. Yep, last attack. Straight from the special stone. It's a headbutt. Oh my gosh, it's from the special stone. It's a perfect 20. Yes. <laughs> perfect nice, 20 Henry. will automatically hit threat. Roll to confirm. Oh. The dice they give us. Ah, they take it away. I roll a natural one. My hubris. My hubris has undone me. Too excited. I think I'm too excited. It was too perfect. Sadness. Natural one will automatically miss. So I do 16 points of damage. Still another solid hit as you continue to hammer away at this thing. I mean, that thing. was a boatload of damage I just did to it, so there's that. Yeah. Indeed. I was just about to comment that's like, there's been a disproportionate number of 20s and a lack of ones. Yep, and then well, well, I, mean, I, was say, I, I think I rolled all the ones, so. Bring us to Citra Nahamra. Although Rachel's honestly actually been rolling kind of poorly this episode. I've, I've been getting some, like, 16s and whatnot, yeah. but... Yeah, not for the attack rolls. She's due a crit, y'all. I'm, I'm due a crit, though. And I'm you, a little sad. Say, you haven't critical giggled, and you have like a 15 to 20 crit range, don't you? Well, I mean, I've been threading, but I haven't been confirming. I've been going from 16 to 3. Hmm. It's no fun. All right, let's uh, full-on attack. You know what? Let's go ahead and two-weapon fight as well. All yeah. right. There. Stab it. It's not Stabby quite stab. a critical giggle, but it is a 19. Which that's gets in me your threat eight. range. That's in that your is, threat range. That's what I'm saying, but it's not like a 20 critical giggle. Ah, it's like an almost ah. critical giggle. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. <laughs> Any roll but a 20 is a failure. I, okay. All right, Heather. <laughs> uh, that is a 36. <laughs> that will strike your foe. <laughs> all right. And then I rolled a I rolled a 10 for a 27 to confirm. Mm. That will not confirm your critical hit. Okay, so that is 35 points of regular damage and six points of electricity. And now it's debilitated and whatnot. Now it now is it's debilitated. debilitated and everything now else. It's bewildered and disoriented. It is still standing, however. All right, second attack. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Stupid dice. All Maybe. right. Uh, it's only an 11 for 25. A 25 will strike your <laughs> bewildered target. Yeah! Get him. Because he's disoriented. Yep. All right. All those little math things that you have to remember. Mm-hmm. Math. All the debuffs and buffs. Pursue math. All right. That is another 34 points of regular damage and six points of electricity. Very well. You slam your blade into its back. Again, the entirety of the thing fractures. There's that high pitch whistling yeah. sound. Here we go. Before it explodes, striking everyone except for Hollis, who is outside <laughs> of the range of it. So I will need a reflex save from the party Sans Hollis. Oh boy, here we go. Keep in mind that you have Narmer outside of the bag right now. Yeah, I know. Oh boy. You're, you're hasted. You get a plus one on that. Oh, that's that is right. True. You I'm are hasted. hasted. Don't forget your plus one to your reflex saves, including Narmer. Aha, I can't spit twice. <laughs> I think it's a standard action. Sad. All right, starting with Sudi. Okay, Sudi rolls a nine, uh, which gives him a 29. All right, 29 will save. Yay! Masika? Uh, Masika rolls a 10, and then with the haste, that gets her a 10. Narma rolls an 18, or 20, wait, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. How'd you roll a 10 for a 10 in reflex? A 20. It's a 20. I All can't right. math. You got a zero on that. That'd be horrifying. <laughs> It'd be impossible. Uh, Narma rolls an 18, which gets him a 29. All right, so Narma and Masika both save for half. Citra and Harma. 
Uh, Citra didn't roll great on this one. Rolled a seven for a 26. 26 will still succeed. Okay. So Citra and Sudi avoid this entirely. Whee! Uh, Masika and Narmer both save for half, which means that 63 damage becomes 31 points of damage. So one point of damage past your fire resistance. Oh, yeah. As it singed. lightly burns over you. Slightly singed. Little crispy. And then Narmer heals that in the next round. I'm full of tiny little microbots. <laughs> cool. Weird. It's the only thing I can come up with that explains the fact that I have fast healing. <laughs> Not magic. It's because it's just magic, of my bro. life oracle ability, actually. Tiny little nanobots. There is a titanic explosion. After a few seconds, the smoke clears as all of you stand down here. The crowd goes wild, including the overseer who stands up to his feet and claps generously. Yeah, but, but what's his lady friend doing? Yeah, we she's the her. one that worries me. Has she stopped filing her nails at least? <laughs> she looks on, raises an eyebrow. Oh, we did it, y'all. That was the most entertainment I've had in a long time. <laughs> well, you have earned your passage. Good luck. I don't like that one, but all right. Hollis dusts off her hat and puts it back on. As he says this, the woman reaches up and touches her cartouche. There is an immediate wash of disorientation, momentary nausea. Ah. And again, this odd sense of deja vu. And for a long moment, you have this sense almost like you can't quite tell where you are until you look around a chamber identical in almost every way to the one that you were in before. Except for now, the stacked tiers filled with seats are empty. The recessed floor here, unfinished before, mm. now looks old and dusty. The chamber has a large mural across the floor depicting a group of warriors. Ah. Yourselves. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, what? <laughs> Guys, what? we messed up the timeline. We've altered the timeline. Oh lord. <laughs> the five of you, two taking up a large portion of this, <laughs> arrayed in the traditional Osiriani style, battling a pair of what appear to be Osirion styled minotaurs across the floor of this chamber. Cool. Marked cool. and scarred with the passage of years. And from here, you can still see a small object like a necklace, like a cartouche, dangling from the back of the chair where the woman once sat. All right, we go get that for sure. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, my That's God. So cool. oh, we have we've, uh, we've altered the timeline. <laughs> we have um, definitely made our mark in history, uh, y'all. Suck it, <laughs> Hogger. No one will ever see. <laughs> we go up to Hogger's and we're just like, hey, bro, you know. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.